Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Audience Podcast. My name is Krista Ritma, and I am your host. So excited about this week's episode. This is such a cool conversation, and I am so pumped and just over the moon that you get to hear it. Uh, this episode was recorded in person, and I, I believe that these in-person interviews are truly a game changer, and I would like to try and do more of them. I met up with Danica Patrick in LA. If you do not know her, she is the most successful woman in the history of American open wheel racing, uh, former race car driver. But we don't talk about that uh, very much today. We do talk about mindset, the mindset of an athlete, how her identity is sort of shifting, changing, evolving, and what that process has been like since she did retire from race car driving. But mostly we talk about this idea of masculine and feminine that we touched on last week a little bit with the episode I did with Yana. And we really dive in. And I realized, you know, meeting Danica, we've been told through mutual friends that we need to connect, we need to link up and people keep telling us this. So finally, I was just like, okay, let's do it. Let's meet, let's interview each other. And it was just such a beautiful connection. And I realized very quickly why she is in my life. And I love when things like this happen. So we really dive into our masculine versus feminine, how it shows up in business and relationship and spirituality. We talk about intuition. We talk about advice for someone who is ready to take the leap and switch careers that feels trapped, that wants something different. She tells me all about the podcast she's doing now, which is, it's called the Pretty Intense Podcast. And I was a guest on her podcast. It will be coming out in a few months. And it was <laughs> very intense um, in all the best ways. So I had a really beautiful day with her. She's very authentic. She's filled with fire. She's filled with um, just a knowledge, uh, an openness around learning new things. And she's like spiritually hungry. She's curious. All of my favorite things. And the thing that really sold me on doing this interview with her, I was uh, researching her and um, just watching past interviews. And she was doing an interview a couple of years ago when she was getting ready to retire. And he asked her, you know, what she would be doing for fun on a Sunday, something like that. And she basically said, instead of being on the racetrack, she would rather be meditating. And that interview really stuck with me. A lot of what she says has really stuck with me. So I'm really excited to share this conversation. I enjoyed her and this so, so much. And I hope you do too. I'm joined today by Danica Patrick. Hi. Hi. We just recorded a pretty intense podcast. Literally. <laughs> literally and literally. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here with you. Um, usually I just start by... Uh, what's happening in your world today? I'm happy to be with you. And what's, what's new? When I listened to one of your podcasts, you did that. And I was like, that's so smart. Just ask somebody how they're doing because mm. they're going to tell you. Yeah. Even if it's not good, they're probably going to tell you like world's been crazy, man. I've been, and then you're like, Oh, tell me about that. And it's at the forefront of your mind. So of course it's what you're feeling, what you're thinking about. Um, how am I? I'm good. I've been on an extremely, see, this is going to take us into the whole podcast and right here. here we go. I don't even need to have <laughs> um, my notes. I've been on a extremely, um, extensive deep dive into, uh, personal improvement. Um, so 
this year, every year there's a word of the year and this year's word is feel. So I've just been crying every day. Wait, I love that. (laughs) That's so funny. I had a word too. Yeah, I love that. How's that going for you? You had a word too, but team. it was team. Yeah, yours was team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How is team? Yeah, how's the crying going? You know, it's so therapeutic. Yeah. Um, it's over. I mean, it's kind of annoying at times too. Like to, mm-hmm. but I, I also, you know, I, I know that I need to feel more. I know that I need to, I know that I need to feel into my emotional body more and stop operating from the mind so much. Mm. Um, and get into the more feminine, softer, like feeling part of me. So, um, that's why I've been crying so much. I'm laughing because my literal like bullet is, <laughs> is like, I can feel you softening. Oh, that's so good. Have you been leaning into the feminine? We'll get there. But it's that. just like kind of great. It's funny because so. you read my notes for you and you were like, this is my life and a piece of, in a, like a, you know, three mm-hmm. by four inch piece of paper. Yeah. I know. So we just did an interview together and, um, Danica interviewed me for her podcast. So we're doing a little switch and that was really amazing that interview. And I want to talk more about it, but, um, so I started researching you a lot. We came together through friends and, um, colleagues. So through who everybody on my podcast knows, Deborah Silverman and Trevor Hall, the tribe is expanding. And also that was wine. Cause that we're was drink- wine. <laughs> we're drinking wine. Is this your wine? It is wine. Yeah. Oh my God. This is the 17 rose. Let's just cheers for a moment. Thank That's you so authentic, much. people. Yeah, this is happening. Yeah, this is an authentic podcast. Authentically drinking rosé. Oh my God, it's so good. She had to say that. No, I didn't. Let me move some glasses out of the way yeah. so your audio stays clean. That's <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, so we came together and... I was talking to Clay about this on the way up here because I feel like Danica Patrick is like kind of a household name, but all you know is like GoDaddy race car driver, you know, right? There's not like, but it's kind of crazy to be recognized everywhere, Mm -hmm. um, by your name and, um, you know, my association with that. So I decided to just obviously go deeper and you have this relationship with Deb now and Trevor and I was watching all these interviews with you back in the day and I was just not feeling super connected to that person because that's not who you are and we were just talking about this um so I don't really want to talk about that if that's okay yeah (laughs) I most of the time I was probably being asked about my job I was being asked about a track I was being asked about what was happening I was being asked about a sponsor some of the questions were just and you said this in the other interview, like you really were thoughtful and intentional with answering some of these questions and they were really harsh at times. And like, in my opinion, very inappropriate and just like a lot, you really handled it well. And, um, I also saw you answering a lot of the same questions and that's something that I try not to do. So even though I wanted to ask some questions, I'm like, I'm more curious as to where you are now and in this transition and how, you know, my first question is actually around identity and how that's shifting because being known so widely for something that you're actually not doing right now mm-hmm. and how that, mm-hmm. I don't know, just sort of how that experience, I don't really, I don't know what that would feel like in my little world. Um, thinking about who I would be without authentic audience is scary. Um, and I, we talked about me sort of thinking of the future and next steps and feeling a little bit trapped and in that place. And this for you was like a much bigger scale and just what that's been like. 
Well, first and foremost, I think that I really think we all operate from the same scale with different things. Yeah, actually, I, I do think believe that. that. Yeah, I, you were when we when we were talking during my show, you were giving examples, and I would start giggling. I'd be like a hot tub, and then I was like, oh, a spray tan. Like, where's this gonna go? But my learnings have come through really small moments that seem ridiculous and and not important and silly almost. Mm. And so my example of the first time that I realized that we all have, we all operate kind of on the same scale, but different issues is I was, was like 18 and I was at this house party and we were all drinking. And I think I had, I was still, I was living in England at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So I had come back for, for come back home for a little bit and somebody had like accidentally called the cops. And so we were, me and my friends, the girlfriends, we were underneath the stairs, like hiding and one of my girlfriends was very concerned she's like oh my god oh my god cheerleading if I get caught and then she looked at me and she goes oh my god I'm so sorry my cheerleading is not as important as your racing and mm. at that moment I realized I'm like no it's it's totally like the importance level for right. me being you know walking the line for my job and you walking the line for what you love and what you're doing right now is all the same. Mm-hmm. And so it was that 18 year old realization of, of that. We're all, we all, you know, we just have different problems. You know, yeah. someone that, someone that worries about paying their electrical bill is another person's worrying about hiring another employee for their company, right. um, or buying a, buying a second home. Um, they're just different, different things to think about. So, sorry, that was such a long intro. No, I, to appre- it. I, just, I appreciate I don't that. want to d- yeah. dismiss, and it's not, it's a, no, it, or for anyone listening to dismiss their problems um, or even successes on that level as being something that is like, well, I know it's not like what you've done. Mm. It doesn't matter. It's your yeah. life and it's your joy, and that joy and that sorrow and that fear and all of those things fit in the same operational space, just with different issues. Mm. So, um, so it's not to say I'm more stressed or more, more, um, um, uh, having an issue with identity and changing because I did something I was known so well for. True. I'm still just operating as a human. I'm, you know, as you come to the house and meet us, you know, like we're just normal and you know, there's, um, I mean the view is pretty good, but other than that, it's (laughs) the view and wine is spectacular, but, um, but anyway, um, you know, identity is something I, I, I feel really grateful in my personality that I am really okay with change. Mm. So saying that makes it easier to, you know, operate in these spaces of transition and identity. But what I loved about racing was uh, setting a goal and achieving it. I loved hope. I loved hope. Mm. And I really ended up loving being able to help people by being out there and showing them that we, we can do things that we want to do no matter what the barriers are. And so kind of like you talking about your business and helping people with their websites and with their launch programs, you really are a creator and you love the stories and the storytelling and the medium is this company for you to Mm -hmm. do it for other people, um, to storytell and build the vision and help them grow and expand. And so, you know, my medium was racing. And, um, so the one thing that I wanted to do when I was done racing was I just wanted an opportunity to still inspire people. And, you know, for me, I've come to realize that that inspiration is planting the seeds of, um, planting seeds period about, 
how to think, how to live, what's real, what's not, fabric of the universe, um, what we're made of, you know, purpose, Yeah. you know, everything that the unseen, um, you know, all kinds of esoteric things. So that's kind of what I've come to realize has been, is more of my calling is to, 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 um, plant those seeds to wake up. Yeah. Well, I feel like you're definitely doing that. I mean, that podcast was all of those things. (laughs) So you like, and, and I like that when, you know, like if that's your purpose right now, it's what you're doing. And I would like to reflect that back to you because, I think that, you know, the last couple interviews and stuff that I watched with you talking about racing, it was just an interesting transition. Like I could, I was starting to like feel this like next step and I'm sort of excited that this is where I get to meet you in your journey, um, and be a part of it because it's very cool. Um, your energy is very, there's something happening and (laughs) it's very fun to be around. Um, I wanted to talk though, a little bit about mindset because Mm. you just hit on that a little bit. And for me, the only other like athlete I've had on this podcast was actually a football player named Ryan Harris, who, um, won the Super Bowl. I don't know when, um, but he actually was my speaking coach. Um, cause now he goes around the country, um, giving like talks and schools and inspirational, motivational stuff. And he was my speaking coach that I was paired with. And we talked a bit about mindset. And for me, the mindset of like the athlete mindset for me is so evolved and actually like to me, like the most like spiritually evolved to be able to go places mentally, that I just don't know if most of us have tapped into. And the question I have around this is, you know, do you feel that way? Do you feel that mindset of the athletes, you know, contain something unique or different? And do you see yourself like still using that or channeling that or bringing parts of that into what you're doing now? Mm -hmm. And I do, I do have an example. There's a, uh, you crashed, at one point mm-hmm. and the next many points a, and many points many, and then many we'd points. get back in the car drinking the next, because you've said that mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we'd get back in the car literally the next day oh yeah and to me that's just like straight that mind. Day sometimes right mm-hmm. and so that kind of I don't even like I can't even understand mm-hmm. like how you mm-hmm. would get that mentally strong I guess I don't know if you would describe it that so, way so yeah, there's a lot of ways that this could go for an answer. Um, but the thing that just came to mind was having talked about a crash and how now I look back at my career and I thought that I would look back at my career and think, oh my God, how did I do it? Like, how did I go every weekend and, you know, yeah. 40 weeks a year and then there's all the photo shoots and the appearances and how did I do it? And that's not what I look at because I have a huge capacity for, for, for output. Mm-hmm. Um I don't run out of energy almost ever. So so that's not actually it. What it is, is looking at it going, I mean, I look at it now and I think I've maybe sent this message to maybe my sister even or something. And uh, I think it was after Daytona 500 because there was a really big crash and our friend Ryan Newman, um, like we thought he was dead, to be honest. And he walked out of the hospital like two days later with no broken bones. And you're just like, what? But anyway... I sent her a message and I said, I used to do some crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I look back now and go, wow. Even when I look 
to the Indy 500, which was my very, very last race. I took a seven year break from driving Indy cars. And I look at doing that. I, I, I mean, you couldn't make me do the Indy 500 again. Mm-hmm. It would take me a long time to get into that mental space of being able to do it again, because I can now mm-hmm. accept the level of danger, accept the level of, um, accept the, uh, the narrow mindedness really, because mm. During it, you it's not productive to think about all the things that could happen. It's not productive to think about the danger. It's not productive to think about um, how crazy it is. Or it's just you just you just narrowly focus on the job at hand. And if there's a crash coming to the start finish line, you keep your foot flat because all you want to do is get to the line before everyone else. If they're spinning out of control, like wow. that's all you're thinking about is just get as many spots as you can. And so, um, I look at it now and I just think I used to do a lot of crazy stuff. And, um, I do attribute that. And it's funny, we talk about Deborah Silver and we talk about astrology and yeah. maybe your audience is a little bit more in tune with that sort of, they are than, very familiar. My, yeah. mine is at this point, but, um, but, uh, or maybe not, I'm not sure. Um, but I think about it also, uh, from a little bit of that perspective and how, you know, I turned off. Like I'm dealing now with turning on the water mm-hmm. element of me, which is like feeling feminine, soft, emotions, quiet, slow, relax. Like I can't do that. It's yeah. so hard for me. I, I, I honestly, I don't know if this sounds crazy, but I have a really hard time just sitting on the couch doing nothing. Like just at all. I'm just having this moment where I like realize why we're like sitting here and it's like, that's literally my work right now, Hmm. um, is getting out of the masculine and into the feminine. And this healer I was just telling you about before we started recording, he said to me, he was like, you are not operating in your sympathetic nervous system at all. He was like, you are in fight or flight which is why you're not sleeping well at night. You can't relax. Your hormones are fucked up. Mm -hmm. Like all of this stuff Mm -hmm. that your reproductive system, all of that is the feminine Mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. And the, you know, and it's... I'm with you. And it's so hard. And I think for me, I don't exactly know where it comes from, but you were literally constantly, and I wrote this down for farther down, but we're just going to not even go there anymore with these notes. (laughs) Bye-bye. constantly being called out for being a woman, like first woman to blank, like Mm -hmm. only woman to win blank, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like constantly being identified Mm -hmm. by, you know, your gender in this male dominated. I just sent Deborah a text that said today, because I was talking to Melena because we're doing the level one um, astrology course. And we were talking about one of my elements. And, um, and, uh, I had, uh, I had said to her that, um, you know, I, I, I don't know where I'd be without this understanding that I'm missing that, mm-hmm. that I'm missing this part of myself. And I just turned it off. Yeah. And so you probably have turned it off through business. Yeah. And, oh, I, I remember what it was. Um, I don't think of myself like from, I know I'm not ugly, but I don't think of like beauty or mm. I don't accept compliments well. And that mm. my appearance feels much more like I think my success is beautiful, but my appearance is a prop. Whoa. Yeah. So it's hard for me to accept a compliment. Cause I'm like, whatever. Whoa. It's just like, 
Yeah. Well, what about a compliment about business? Like not about your appearance? Yeah, that's, I mean, is that easier? Um, uh, maybe a little bit. Because, like me saying like that the wine is phenomenal. Yeah. I'm like, oh, versus, you know, like, I hired you a good winemaker. Right. Yeah. yeah Same. Yeah. Or yeah. it's like, a, you know, giving compliments on me and the, you know, my questions during yeah, my so podcast. Good. That was so nice of you. It, it is a little bit hard, but I can also go, well, I'm a deep thinker. I'm interested. <laughs> so I like. Virgo. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's like amazing. Isn't yeah. it amazing? I mean, I just think it's so, you know. That was my question is I can feel you in interviews then because I was, you know, I sort of did a little bit of a deep dive, like, who is this woman I'm about to, like, share yeah. an energy with and um, went down a rabbit hole because there's a lot of Danica Patrick on the Internet. Yeah. And did you um, watch them GoDaddy videos. <laughs> yeah. I loved them. They were fun. That, that was my time commercial then. is what Clay was remembering. He said, I literally to this day buy our domains oh through God. GoDaddy because it was like such an ingrained like GoDaddy made Danica famous and Danica made GoDaddy famous. Like it was like one in the yeah. same like. And because of those commercials and all of that, like he's still authentic audience. That domain is under GoDaddy because it's amazing. just like branding, you know, that's amazing. That's um, a, they've done a lot of great things. Yeah. But anyway, um, what were we talking about before Ma- the feminine and the masculine? The it's so hard. Wait, and, well, I mean, my question that, I, where did it come from? Why, what, why have you, what, why, what do you feel when you start going into your, when you slow down, when you relax, when you try and be soft, when you, I mean, Aaron, a million times over, cause he's all water. Like he lives in, he right. lives swimming. Scorpio. He lives swimming, just yeah. lives in it. Yeah. And, um, he'll be like, where's the sweetness? I'm like, I am mm. fucking sweet. I made <laughs> you dinner. Like I did all this. <laughs> right. Like that's not sweet. I, I know. I know. So what, um, what do you feel? The question is, what do you feel when you try and go to that space? Uncomfortable at first. Yeah. Cause it's not, it doesn't come natural. Yeah. So it's not that I'm trying so hard not to be feminine. It's that it actually doesn't come natural to me. Like being type A, being controlling, producing everything. Like if somebody needs something like this woman, Yana, who I was with all week is very much in her feminine and, and is constantly identifying when we're in each space. And I would be like, excuse me, like, can we get an extra, like whatever over here or like whatever. And she was like, that was like, you're very in your masculine or whatever. And as much as she said it, I was like, Oh my God, I really do operate from this place. Yeah. And it's not male, female. It's like, the energy around it and we both contain, you know, it's like 33, 33%, whatever it is, if masculine and feminine, and she's actually on my podcast that will be out a week before this. 33%. I don't know. I was, I was just like (laughs) thinking, what did she say? But we talked about this again and how as women in business, especially, I don't, if I'm being totally honest, I was always this way. I think, um, it was never turned off or turned on, but I'm realizing now in the women that I'm surrounding myself with and who I'm connecting with the people that are really leaning into that men too, that are really leaning into that feminine, that yin, that trust, that Mm -hmm. surrender, that softness, that emotion, they're crushing it at life. (laughs) Like, that's what I'm really starting to see. Like, I have a client who I'm seeing in L.A. this week, and she literally builds her whole business from that side. And she has a great team that, like, focus on, like, the, you know, the pieces that need to get done. But she just operates from that space, and everything she launches, everything she puts out is, like, 
a success. And I'm sitting there thinking, maybe there is another way to do this. Maybe I don't have to be in that space all the time. And it feels like like the chick doesn't get anything done. I know. I can't just sit there. I know. (laughs) To me, it feels like a little bit of a relief, I guess, that there's this like other side that if we can like get used to it might be easier in some ways. I think there's... Well, that's the space of flowing, right? Mm -hmm. So if we can get at, I don't know if, so here's my example of this. So, um, took a trip to Tulum for the first time with my girlfriends and, or with one of my girlfriends, it was a kind of a last minute trip ish, but didn't plan anything. And we got down there and just like, everything was great. And I didn't think much about that. Right. But it was a great trip. And then the next time I went, I brought Aaron. I'm like, oh my God, you got to go to Tulum. This is the best. It's so great. Amazing food and the yoga and the spirituality. And, and so I planned everything. Cause I was going to recreate the amazingness. <laughs> so we got down there and we got into the hotel the first night. I don't even know if you can call it a hotel. It was yeah. made out of sticks yeah. that, that it's a horrible, that uh, I, I, I can't, I won't call it out cause that's mean, but um, <laughs> like you couldn't. There was no lights. There's no electricity. It was yeah. like a super eco place. But yeah. trust me when I tell you, it was very expensive. And I believe. And the sheets had sand in it. They were yeah. like like wet from the like from the humidity. <laughs> and like we saw some people next door having sex. And then we couldn't talk because we could, well, we could hear the neighbors. You weren't able to leave a light incense or anything because it was just, it was horrible. We had to check out. We had to find another place. There was no hotels available. Luckily, we found an Airbnb that was close that we could go to. But that hotel, reservations at at restaurants, all kinds of stuff kept falling through and getting canceled. Mm. Not, we don't have your reservation, ma'am. I'm sorry. And I'm like, what's going on? And then the next time I went back, I was like, you know what? I tried really hard this last trip and it got really messed. It was a mess. So I'm not going to plan anything. And so my girlfriends and I went back down again and we were magically sitting yeah. at lunch the, fir- the first day and we're like, man, we just want to relax. Like I don't really do anything tonight. And then it kind of, and then it ended up raining. And so we hadn't gone to check on massages because that's what we were thinking right. about doing that night. Until maybe two or something, because we were having lunch and we were just being lazy. And we went over there and they had four appointments at like seven o'clock. Right and we're, we were like, oh, yeah, we'll take them. And so everything just fell into place exactly like it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. And so those trips were an example of if you can just sit back, relax, don't be a control freak. Don't try and make everything so perfect. Don't try and just flow, which, you know, water is that flow. It's flowing. It's allowing. It's softness. And there is an opportunity for the universe to show you a better path Mm -hmm. when you're not trying to force your own from your own level of consciousness. You are accessing it all. And then magic happens. There's the sound bite that we're going to use. There's the teaser. Cheers. (laughs) But it's so real. I'm going to sip it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's so real. And I think the secret to that is actually allowing the flow. Right. Because sometimes I'm like, like the joke with my friends is like, yeah, I'm so breezy. I'm so good with the flow, you know, and it's kind of like the joke. But when you actually do and get to that place and I'm 
you know, I was telling you about this healer that I was kind of led to this week. And the only other time I felt that, like I was sitting there kind of like, how the fuck did I just get here was in Nepal. Um, that's the only other time I felt that feeling that I felt this week and something has shifted, like something is happening in the last couple of weeks and the intuition, like it's almost so loud. I can't ignore it. And something in meeting him and sitting on that table and like having him tell me that physically, like my nervous system is fried. Mm-hmm. Something about that. I'm like, I can't not listen anymore. It's really sticking with you. That Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's about, and, and then, you know, being surrounded by these women who I'm seeing, like you said, like when it just, you trust and you go with the flow and things happen. And I sort of felt like, I don't know why I wasn't doing it. And I'm wondering for you, you know, going back to, I can like really feel sort of like the softening and was it, was it off? Like, my question is, are you learning it for the first time or are you like learning how to turn it back on because it's been off for so long? I feel like I'm learning how to turn it on. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, as a kid, you know, I, I tell uh, these stories, but I mean, I was being pushed from 10 years old racing. Right. And even before that, let's say summer break, I mean, m- my parents or my yeah. dad, my, I feel like it was my dad. My yeah. dad called every morning at 8 a.m. until Brooke and my sister and I woke up. And he's like, don't waste the day. Do something with your day. There's never an opportunity to be a kid. And so, and then also being criticized for driving and, you know, you know, my dad was pretty hard on me. And, you know, if he were to listen to this, he'd, he'd know that he'd he'd know he was, he was told that. Um, but, and so I had to get tough, Mm. you know, I had to figure out how to stand up for myself. I had to figure out how to not get emotional about that and turn that off. And then I had to my whole life, you know, when, when I'm watching, I was watching the bachelorette, like we're, we never watched that show. And for some reason it was on the TV and it was like the tell all, um, oh, this week. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. And so, um, they were doing, they did a segment on bullying and social media and online bullying and the wow. comments being said, And I'm looking at that and I'm not dismissing its validity and its power that it carries when people, you know, use their spell, use their spelling spells to like cast on you these emotions and these energies. But look, I turned my feelings off from that shit a long time ago. And so when someone, it is, people say mean stuff to me on social media all the time time they I mean I remember watching you know seeing messages after races that was wish you died in that crash and stuff like it doesn't bother me yeah and so the point is is it doesn't bother me but why doesn't it bother me because that's really mean yeah and it doesn't bother me because I've turned off the emotion I've turned off that sensitivity because I could how in the world would I a girl in racing being judged for everything how could I have actually taken on the energy of all that was going on around me and the judgment and the doubt and the skepticism. Um, I mean, it, like you said, when you watched interviews with me, yeah. I'm sure one, a really common question would have been like, Hey, you know, you, you know, you use your sexuality yeah. to get attention. You know, what do you think of that? It's like, Whoa, hi, Patrick I came on was your show. Frequently asshole. criticized yeah. for using her like, what? And so you'd get asked that really easily. Like that's a go-to question for people, but it's a brash question. Like, yeah. Hey, what, or Hey, you know, people say you're taking good jobs from drivers. What do you say about that? You know? And you're like, um, 
I've been around for 25 yeah. years. Um, you did a really cool thing, though. There was one interview, and I can't remember it, but you were like, you just totally shut this guy up. And he said something like, I was just watching these, and I was like, I'm so lucky and grateful that I get to interview this human tomorrow. Like, I was watching them yesterday, and I, you know, I was showing Clay, and you were just, you kind of like, you went, you were like, hey, I thought we were like, you know, keeping the, and like, totally like, it was your way of being like, please like never ask me that again. And like, he got it and like totally switched, but you just, I was watching you and I was like, man, she had to just like go through and put up with a lot and Mm -hmm. seeing you now come out the other side and me meeting you here Mm -hmm. and just in this space that we're both sort of exploring is like, how can we soften? Mm -hmm. How can we like be a loving, caring, like partner? I didn't even know what that meant. I don't, I I don't know. And and thank God for Aaron, because I mean, I, I probably would have lost the ability to tap into my feminine if I would have, if I would have not met if I would have not met Aaron and not met Deborah, yeah, like to know, like he kept telling me to be softer, but she, the, through mm-hmm. her work, it was the ability to see that I was missing the out. When we, I mean, like one of her processes with the intensive is to sit in each element mm-hmm. and embody it. And when I would sit in the feminine, sit in water, I couldn't speak mm-hmm. and I would just cry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't have it. I couldn't even come up with words to, I couldn't even do that. I couldn't yeah. even say like it, uh, it just sat there and I just, there was no words is this, is if that part of me never had a voice yeah. and it didn't. Yeah. So how do you feel now? How that can like, what do we, what do we do about that sort of as women that like have this knowledge, yeah. have this platform, have this audience mm-hmm. of whatever size mm-hmm. ours are, our audiences mm-hmm. are very different, but there's a lot of mm-hmm. women there. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we how do we, what do we do so with this information? The difference, well, the difference, the, 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 the tangible difference is that because when I would be told to be softer, be sweeter, be what I mean, I'd be like, I make you breakfast. I make you lunch. I make right. you dinner. I make, right. I get you coffee. I do this. I feed the dogs. I take care of this. I book every, you know, like I'm thinking like your love language, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> Physical touches actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I would, um, I would, I would, uh, think that I was being feminine because I was doing, um, female things, like I was getting groceries, I was making dinner, I was, but that is the mask and the real root of femininity is Miss Moon and Cancer, it's calling your name, Mm um, uh, or yeah, cancer and moon, moon, cancer yeah. um, is, is it's going from the mind into the body. Yeah. So taking like when someone, when he walks in instead of being like, hi, how was your day? And being kind of like, you've been gone too long. You know, it's right. like, hi, you know, what do you want? Do you want me to make you dinner? It's like, that's not being feminine. What's being feminine and soft and sweet is walking in and just going, I'm so glad you're home Yeah. with your emotions, yeah. not with anything like you just, if you can feel it, can we all just understand that energy is real and that feelings mm-hmm. translate to energy to someone else then? And so when you, when your husband walks in or your wife walks in and you go, cause men need to tap into the feminine too, Oh yeah. to just go to look at that person and just when they walk in, just go in your mind and in your body, feel like just so glad they're home 
And like feel that. Yeah, feel it. Not saying it. This is like what's going on in your inner monologue and what you're feeling in your body. And just minus everything else, just being like, you're my person. Like, I'm so glad you're home. And then you meet them with that frequency. With that energy. Of love. And then they feel that. Because if there's one thing that I'm so lucky and also it makes work. Yeah. Is Aaron is like. We can sit in the car and this happened actually here in LA one time. It was a while back, but he, and so he's been able to feel this essence, energy, femininity. I mean, for so long, but he can knows it's there. Just, it's not, I'm not accessing it. Yeah. And that's what he wants. Like it's as if he can see my soul, feel my soul, but I'm, but I haven't given it to him because I haven't Mm. given it to myself. Wow. And so we were sitting in the car and he said something. And so Let's not go to astrologist on this. Like, but I sure. sat there and my mind wandered and I looked to the right out the window and I was drifting off into a thought, like some like self-deprecating thought, I'm sure, some sure. skepticism. Sure. And in the moment I looked over to the right out the window, he goes, what just happened? What's wrong? What? Are you, what's going on? And I was like, he's so intuitive. Can't I just have a fucking moment to like, <laughs> I don't know if I can swear. Oh yeah. Up. We say fuck all the time. Can't I just have a moment to like process on my own and maybe not give you my shit? I'm like, nope. Okay. So here's what I was thinking actually. Oh. And so it's the transparency is like nothing I have ever, ever known before, but it's beautiful because it's accelerating the growth process. Yeah. Well, and how powerful to have a partner that sees you. I mean, I mean, I think that's a big part of it. Like I was saying, my missing element is Earth and my partner has six planets in Earth. Yeah. And so we kind of like seek that out in the people Does around Does it set us. him off that you don't have it though? Honestly, I think it did. We're about five years in, but just yeah. got, have been married just over a year. We're business partners. We have a lot going on, but I'll yeah. tell you what saves us and not to always bring it back to astrology, but this is real people. It's real. It's fucking real. We decided this should be a course in school. Oh my God. Can you imagine Can you imagine benefit? if you knew? Because, yeah. I mean, I can't even get into that. It's so real, but we're both air signs. He's Aquarius and I'm Gemini. So the level of transparency and communication like scares people almost like it makes people uncomfortable with how much we share. Like last night I asked him in front of, um, my client who we're friends, you know, it's all very incestual. My clients are my friends. It's all, we're all tribe. And she's very sensitive. And I was like, babe, what's the thing you hate most about me? If you had to pick one thing. And he was like, oh my God, there are so many things, you know, he's like, how do I just pick one? And I was like, one thing that you hate the most. And she was like, you know, like what? Like you can have these. You guys are going to break up right here. And we're like cuddling, like while we're having this conversation. And I think, you know, for like, he really holds space for that piece of me. But I know like how desperately he wants not me to be a different person. What was his answer? Me to be, what did he say? Um, I can tell you what he said. Um, when I interrupt him, when I interrupt him and cut him off. That's the air. Yeah. That's the air. I know. And And that's the mind and not the soul. I know. And he takes a moment. And he feels it. That's why he's processing. I learned all about an empath a week ago. And he's so, he's so smart. But sometimes I'm like, if you, I feel like I want other people to 
interpret him or like get him like quicker, you know? And he's more of a like, basically what we always joke about is people like meet me, love me, and then meet him and like end up loving him more because it usually the way you meet us is like me first. Oh, she's great. And then you meet Clay and you're like, he's fucking great. And even in the business, I'm like, they come for me and stay for him. And, and so I like want people to like see the person I see and he'll be like, um, or like think about it. Cause he's like so thoughtful. And then I just like start talking over him as this like insecurity and he can, he cannot. And it's something that like we're working on, but yeah, that was his answer. And I think, what did I say that I hate most about him? Oh, when he plays Clash Royale and ignores me on his phone. I hate feeling, because I don't feel seen. I feel ignored. Of course, because you're not talking to me. Yeah. You're not talking to me. You're talking to your phone. Oh, my God. Nothing could annoy me. I mean, we've had the same. Like, like, I'll be sitting there, and I'll be like, "Ah, what are you doing over there? Like, specifically, what are you doing right now? That's my question. I'm like, specifically, what exactly are you doing? Like, oh, I'm reading a story on a guy. I'm like, I'm right here talking to you about stuff. Being really masculine how I yell at you right now. Yeah, put your phone down, (laughs) damn it, and talk to me. Instead of like, hey, babe, do you mind, like... Do you feel like you could maybe put that down? You know, I don't. But I think it's like really hard for me to go to that soft version, which is, you know, I was doing yeah, an interview and someone yeah. suggested, you know, highlighting what they what like the good side, not the bad side. So it's like, hey, you know, it's really nice when, you know, we get the chance to sit here and talk to each other and communicate as opposed to can you put your phone down? It really annoys me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Sometimes it's diarrhea of the mouth. I know. And part of me is like, it's me. But then another part of me is like, that's this like weird coping mechanism that we have to just be like, this is who I am. And I'm not going to like, that's. Well, the beautiful thing about astrology is it does give you permission to have some differences and it's not about you. That's the thing. Mm. We were talking about spirituality and religion. Like to me, religion is about outside of you and spirituality is looking in. Yeah. That's the big difference to me. And so, you know, through astrology as well, it's like the inward journey, the inward journey of this is who I am. And then, you know, when someone's different, you go, oh my God, that's just, it's almost like the little scientific evidence of like, no wonder why they're like that. Oh, that's just who they are. Oh, he's not talking to me because he, oh, cause he's a water sign and he like totally just loves to relax and Zen out. I thought it was cause they didn't think I was interesting. It's really, I mean, it changed my life because I was, you know, Clay's an Aquarius. So he's like in the clouds. He's abstract thinking, very detached, Mm. like, you know, everything that I am well, it's my rising sign, which is funny because it all triggers me so much, you oh know? Oh my God. Yeah. You guys, like, just like us, we're soul contracted. Oh yeah. Because you're so missing real. what the other has. And so that's why I was like, does it, does it, is there any annoyance oh, with yeah. you not having earth? Because me not having the water is a hard thing, you know, and him not having air for me, which clearly you can tell I like to talk. Yeah. Um, is hard for me. Yeah. And, and for him, I just had this realization where I'm like, he's not being an asshole. He's just an Aquarius. He's like, just being him. He's not not listening to me. Like, this is what makes him so cool and unique. Yeah. And that's what, you know, Deb always says astrology is compassion. And so whatever your yeah. tool to love is, you know, I love the book by Ram Dass, Paths to God, mm. because it talks about all the different paths that we can take. Like some is devotion, some is intellect. They have to read, some is singing, some is praying. Everyone has like this different path, right? And 
we're all going to the same place and we're all like on our own journey. And so for me, whatever your path to love is like, do it. And for me, astrology was that path for me, a big, a big piece of that, you know, like this is what made me realize and have so much love for myself first and then everyone else and be gentler, you know, to be gentler. And I'm realizing that, I think the feminine masculine conversation, like softening and being gentler, like actually starts with me because Always. like, if everyone thinks that I'm hard on them, like, could you imagine for a moment? So we can't meet someone at the, at, at a, at a level that's different than where we're at. Right. Right. So I can't accept, let's say this missing element of water for me. And like having a hard time loving or being gentle on myself and always feeling like I need to do more and accomplish more and go, go, go. Like it's hard for me to accept him to love me doing nothing when I can't Mm -hmm. accept loving myself for doing nothing. You're so self-aware though. And to me, those are like just my favorite people because it's like, I still struggle like a mother, but, but you're aware of it. (laughs) You know, you're so aware of yourself and where you are in the space and what, where, where it's working and where it's not and where there's growth and, and where we can love more and soften more. And to me, that's just, it's really cool to see like at this piece in your journey, just fully in it. Mm -hmm. And I am as well fully in it right now. I sort of like come in and out because sometimes, like you said, like I just need to turn it off and like, I can't, there's too much going on. I'm feeling too much. I have to just like get shit done. And then when I go to that place, I have a freaking panic attack. And it's so crazy because I had one a couple of weeks ago and so much led up to it. And since then, it's like the only way I can describe an anxiety attack is like a two-year-old having a temper tantrum. And when it's over, it's just like relaxed. So if I like open up and say that I like had a panic attack, everyone's like, how are you? I'm like, I'm great now. Because it's like this almost like release back into the feminine where I'm like trying to block it. By like, you know, being over here in the masculine, but that just leads to a total breakdown, you know? And then I'm like, oh, I have to be soft. I have to, Clay's like, Mm. er, like no computers. We like take our bike rides out Mm. to the coast, yoga, hot tub, water, you know, Mm. water is my literal like healing thing. I swim every day. It's the best thing. And if I stop swimming and if I stop doing that and like go into this other place, it's like, all hell breaks loose. But it's funny because I think this other place is like actually, you know, saving me or helping me, but it's, it's hurting me. And it's just, like I said before, and I've said on this podcast many times, it's just a constant remembering and, mm-hmm. and remembering, you know, that it's okay to forget. <laughs> How often do you, um, stop and I'm hundred percent sure you've probably been suggested to how do you feel right now, yeah. Krista? Do you, how, I mean, I'll be really honest. In a day, in a day, I might do this once or twice or zero. Mm. And for my whole life, it's been zero. But since being told about this, I do it. But how often do you stop and, and, and tap in, close your eyes, put your hand on your heart or your stomach or wherever, and just go, how do I feel right now? Like, mm. what is the emotion and where do I feel it? How often do you do that? Not every day. Yeah. Yeah. Because your emotional body is loading up. Yeah. You are loading up and erupting, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But this week, I feel like I'm in this shift because this client I was with all week, I literally heard her out loud be like, what do I feel right now? What do I need right now? 
just like constantly she's so in her feminine oh my I'm god just like, I have a friend who's cancer and she oh she's cancer oh my god she's yeah. like, I'm like so I'm like, where do you want to go to dinner and she goes let me feel into that and I'm like oh god just tell me where you want to Emery go. my best friend who we both <laughs> oh, that's know what well, she does too is always like let me catch a vibe I'm like <laughs> My sweet friend Stacy, she's been on the podcast yeah. a few times. We actually just riff on a word, so I was going to interview her, and then I'm like, no, we deep dive all the time. Like, we'll just totally talk yeah. about a word, and so we've done a few of those episodes. But that's fine. We're going to do more, but um, uh, but she is like she is she is the empath of all empaths, and yeah. she is so 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 cancer. She's yeah. double cancer. That's Emery. Emery is just my, but it's, I think we attract, right? You said like what we need, what we need. Yeah. And so and like, she's the, no fire. And so there I am. There you are. And fire is so important. I have friends with missing fire in their charts and it's like, <gasps> step up, step in, say the thing, Yeah. you know? And so I do think it. it's do the thing. And then, you know, my friend the other night I was on the phone with and she's missing air and I have like 18,000 planets in air. And to me, the fact that she couldn't send this text message or communicate this thing was like insane to me. Yes, yes. And I was like, this is exactly what it should say. Actually, I'm not going to give her away on this podcast because I know she listens to it, but I have a good friend and when she needs a card or a text or something like communicated and loving written to her boyfriend, she's like, this is the occasion. What do I say? And I swear, like, his last five cards have been from me because I just, like, I know how to communicate. And I do think my Cancer Moon does save me. Yeah. Because I, I, I have to go deep. And I, like, love that piece of yeah. the softening and the empathy and all of that. But it's having that for myself. It's, like, reflecting it back in myself because it's really easy for me to have compassion and, mm-hmm. you know, kindness and Mm-hmm. sensitivity, especially now that I know, like, especially if I'm with a cancer, I'm like, Oh, this, we need to be soft right now. Mm-hmm. Like we need to be gentle. You know, I right also now. said, I also explained this one way the other night. And when Aaron, when I was explaining it, Aaron looked at me afterwards and he goes, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. this is more of an energetic thing, yeah. but, um, and it's more primal. So I love that. So a man needs to feel that their partner, say it's a woman, is capable of nurturing, mm. bearing children, softening, holding, caring, loving, mm, mm, rah, rah, I love rah, rah, all that shit. Yeah. And so I'm going to get there. People. Yeah. Okay. I said that shit. I really, yeah. I'm like, I'm getting better, but it's slow. Um, imagine I have none and I need to go far. So, right. uh, but that's, but imagine that it's from this primal space of yeah. like, primal like like male female reaper like lizard brain type yeah yeah Yeah. like you need to see that that person is capable of doing that job and so if that woman is in her masculine and and embodies no feminine no softness no 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 nothing like soft nurturing care like if that if he doesn't feel like he can just lay his head on your shoulder and it's safe there like how is he ever going to marry you and have kids with you? My heart. And he so like, as he looks over and he goes, <laughs> and I'm like, so why I'm saying that is because yeah. I, in the masculine Aries fire, go, go, go can think somebody will find it. Somebody will like me. It'll work for you. Like, come mm. on, there's somebody out there. But when you think about it from more of like a primal state where, mm-hmm. y- you know, there's nothing that can get in, like, that's just, it is what it is, kind yeah. of like astrology. Yeah. Then you go, fuck me, I need right. to figure this out. Right. 
if that's what I want in my life, yeah. I need to figure this out. Yeah. And it's essentially figuring it all out is all about achieving balance for you. Because if you want it and you can't have it. Did you it, ever give a TED Talk? No. Do you want to? Yeah. I love TED Talks, but. I feel like you should give a TED Talk. <laughs> you can help me write it. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, I'm open. I'm receiving. And that's what the universe wants me to tell you right now. I as you're, that. As you're speaking, I'm like, oh man. This is a TED Talk. I just think that this is so important. And I think coming from you, it's um, like you said earlier, like we're all, you know, on an even playing field here. But I do think um, having the career that you've had and being where you're at now, a lot of people are looking up to you. Like, I know I'm kind of like, this is so cool and interesting to like see what she's going to do and like be a part of that. And I want to talk actually about what you're doing um, because you're doing a lot. But I just, I think that this conversation is so important and I'm so happy that it went here. It was literally like my bullet point was like, how is she transitioning from the masculine to feminine? And that's like where you just went because I think we were maybe in our feminine a little bit. Do you feel like that or not? Right now? Here? Today? Yeah, today. Like the whole goal we were going up the yeah. floor. Yeah. Yeah. We like walk down to the beach. Yeah. We, you know, we, hi, we have a glass of wine. Yeah. Like <laughs> we're doing really our good. Our voices are soft right now. <laughs> Actually, that's one of the things that it's I do true. to force myself into that softer side of mm, me. That's a good Is trick. I just slow my cadence down and soften my volume. Because I've realized that when I get in the ego and the mind instead of the soul mm -hmm. and the feminine, I, in the mind and the masculine, I talk really fast. And I start going like this and I keep going on and I'm like here and I'm blah, 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 blah. And when I'm speaking from Sounds soul familiar. and in my feminine, I'm right here. Yeah. And I'm feeling it. And I'm yeah. looking at you and we're connecting mm -hmm. and we're, we're talking about something meaningful. And so that's how I can, that's, that's, that's how good. I can tell the but difference. But I think that's like a good tangible, like, right. We need action items. We do. I, Cause otherwise think, it's just words. Yeah. And, and we're think, really good at words, yeah, but <laughs> we are with our air, but you know. it's funny. Someone actually wrote me, uh, recently and they said to me, I can tell from your podcast, um, since you've moved, how much softer and gentler there you are you because I can tell in your voice. Yeah. 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 And I read that and I was like, Whoa, Whoa. She's like, your voice has legit changed in yeah. the podcast you've recorded and put out since you've moved. And it really has like, I feel the feminine in me. We're buying plants grounding too. Cause my whole thing is, is actually earth yeah. that I'm missing. And so like building a home, I'm very flighty. I've moved 11 times in the last 13 years, like switch jobs, switch partners, like just everywhere. Mm -hmm. Don't want to live in one place. Don't want to get tied down. And then I met Clay and I'm like, great. Now that I know you exist, you're the only person I can be with. You know, that's how it felt. Like I never wanted to get tied down, but it's like, now that wow. I know he exists in the world, I can't not be with him. And so we've moved. And for the first time, I'm like, I want plants. Here's an interesting question. Yeah. This is like a weird question I just thought of. Yeah. And you don't have to answer no, it. No, you say, ask it. Um, if it were up to you to propose to him, let's say it was roles reversed, would you have? A hundred percent. Oh, you would have. Yeah. Even though you're flighty or you're all over yeah, the place. Yeah, because I... He's the earth grounded, like... But he is so... The Aquarius in him is so, like, non-traditional. Like, the idea of marriage, I think, was not, like... 
like for me, once I knew I was, cause we broke up like a thousand times. We'll talk about it over dinner. Like the whole <laughs> stories that we've had been, my audience actually knows cause Clay's been on a couple of times, but, um, we, it took a while because I kept leaving him. I literally kept leaving him. Like it was so crazy. And so like, it's like the, it's the twin flame story. Yeah. The runner. Yeah. The runner. Hi. Hello. That's um, me. and I, then finally, one, probably me too. you what? It'd probably be me too. If yeah. It'd be one real. And then I finally, like the last time we came back together, I was like, oh, right. You know? And then once I like made that decision in my head, like this is my partner and I can still have that life where I move and travel and do all of these things. But like, this is for sure my partner. Mm -hmm. It changed something in me where I was like, God, you can marry me right now. I was like, so in my masculine Mm -hmm. during that whole time. Elena had a great acronym to to two different acronyms for fear because there's fear in it. Right. And fear is, um, the, the, the first one is, um, uh, finding evidence, false evidence appearing real, false evidence appearing real. And you're like, Oh yeah, that's not real. And then the other one, which I totally relate to is fuck everything and run. (laughs) That is so me. (laughs) That can be me too. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. If you don't, and blah, blah, yeah. blah, and you know, because yeah. it's fear. It's not yeah. that you want that. No. It's that you're scared. Yeah. And it's your ego protecting you from being hurt. Ugh, I love this episode. I can't wait for everyone to hear it. And they will because everyone loves you. <laughs> I don't know. People will hear uh, this. I just think this is so important. And I'm so happy that people that have the influence that you have are talking about this. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to say. Because I I don't think that like, like you're more important or I'm more important or anything like yeah. that. But I, what I think is that you have an epic influence. And I always wonder and just think about this. And I'm like, this is so cool to me that this is what is energetically happening for you right now because it's so healing. And I have an influence on, you know, a pretty good amount of handful of people. And I'm like hammering this, but the fact that like this conversation and this sort of energy and this reprogramming almost that's happening is like on your mind and on the forefront of what you're talking about and what you're sharing. I'm There's just a knowing, like so right? grateful. It's that interconnectedness. Yes. It's that interconnectedness metaphysically to everything, yeah. right? That we were talking about before about this connection to everything in the universe yeah. that we just might have through I know. energy. And, I actually and felt when you were across from me when we were recording, I like had this like weird moment and I was like, oh, we've been here before. Did you? Yeah. I was oh. like, oh, right. Oh, hey. It was like that little remembering of like, oh, hey, right, right. Yeah. We're supposed to be doing this right now. Got it. And then like had to jump back into what you were saying. It was like such a strong like, oh, we've done this dance. And it's funny because with Clay and we can, this is a whole nother conversation. I don't feel like this is, uh, I feel like this is our first time together. Like he's so foreign to me. <laughs> You know, he is? oh yeah, as in, oh with Clay and you, yeah, oh, like, like to me. Oh, you signed up this life to figure oh, it yeah. out. Like, oh yeah, like for this too. with you, I'm like, oh right, hey, oh yeah, I it's talked been to- a minute. But with right. Clay, I'm like, this is our first rodeo. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that. I feel like there's a like a. Yeah. I'm here to remind you, yeah. and I'm here to remind you. Remember when we did this before, and we were like, <laughs> we're boss bitches, and, and we're, we're like Mayan princesses, and then we're like, next time we come back, we're gonna actually figure yeah. out how to not chop yeah. heads off, and then we're like, we're gonna do it. I'll see you there. That's Deborah and I have actually had the conversation yeah. about how like other li- past lives and 
because I believe in reincarnation. Same. And so, yeah. you know, I said how I felt like, man, I feel like I was like a Viking or something. I feel I like, feel that. I feel like I was a Mayan princess of some sort, not to be a princess, but just yeah. like, I felt like I was able to be a strong woman in the past. Wow. You and know what Deborah said? Totally I was thought in about a past that life. One. What? <laughs> she told me I was this super old Chinese man <laughs> that just said no. <laughs> they totally see it. That all I did was just like didn't <laughs> smile and I was just like, no. Oh my well, you've and, learned to smile. You yes, a beautiful but she smile. like tapped into it and I was like, that does resonate. Like there's something about that like masculine no. And I hear so, to soften. So it feels so easy. Yeah. Does it feel easy to you? Yes. Oh God, it's so easy. It's so easy. So I'm just, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're doing the work. We're here to walk each other home. I Hello. know. Hi. Thank you, Ramdas. Thank you, Ramdas. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, what's his name again? Oh, Maharaji. I love Maharaji. Him. <laughs> um, he so probably good. told him that. I know. My last, my last question for you, and I think we sort of touched on it, but like. I think a big piece of what you're doing is very courageous. And I think for you change and evolving and stuff like that might come more naturally to most. And if there's somebody listening that like sort of feels trapped or like in their career or in their path and they're like ready to change, like, was there a moment or something where you were like, I'm done now. And like, I'm going to do something else. And how that sort of played out in your life for this like journey that you're on. Is there, mm-hmm. I don't know if somebody like wants to make a change or do a so, big quitting. Yeah. Thing, yeah. I know what you're saying. Tell me what to do. Uh, <laughs> tell me exactly no. what to do. So I realized for myself, cause it started accelerating in 17, mm-hmm. um, after my trip to Tulum, which there's a whole lot more to that story, but I've told that story a few times and we don't have time right now, but um, the growth has accelerated and my, I believe my, what that means also is I believe my frequency has risen. And so I started to feel, um, uncomfortable in the spaces that I was in with the people, the relationship, the job, the expectations, the, the, you know, toting company lines, whatever it may be, putting up with certain people and dynamics, um, in business, um, at teams. And so I was feeling really, I was just, all I can say is it just felt bad. I just felt like it's not, it just, I just felt bad. I, I know there's no better, that's not a very no, good explanation, may- but I just don't feel good anymore. Like it's some, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. And so that was kind of like, when I look back now, I can feel, I look at that as being an obvious indicator, but at the time it was just a little confusing. Um, but then I realized like the next step for me after that was, um, you know, moving on, which, uh, I'm, you know, fortunate that I'm okay with change, Mm -hmm. but, uh, that's, I mean, I look at it, I look at change as being, so this is the stuck part where if someone's listening and they feel that they feel uncomfortable, they don't feel like they resonate with where they're at. Um, and something, maybe they don't even know what it is, is calling them, but they just, they just know wherever they're at is just draining them. Draining is another good word for how you can feel. Yeah. Um, and really what it is is being drawn down and you're not, you don't want it. It feels uncomfortable because you're being lowered, like you're being drug down from wherever you are into lower frequencies of 
gossip or comparison or uh, on a, things that are just not beneficial for humanity and purposeless mm. and whatever it may be. Um, and then, then I, you know, I just had to be honest with myself and allow myself to go through that emotion, allow myself to really feel into it. And so I did a lot of crying. There was a lot of, I mean, there was, I like, like between job relationship and living all ended within two days of each other, all three, all three. And so it's going to be uncomfortable is the point. Yeah. And so knowing that your new life is going to cost you your old one in the best of ways in the best. Yeah. I I, I announced my retirement on a Saturday and on Monday I broke up with my boyfriend and moved out like all within two days. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it went really fast. But I would just say that if you're in that space, that know that you this is where you have to sit in the discomfort, Mm. okay? Um, And know that when you do go, the only way, this is what what, what one of my mantras was, was the only way to the other side is through. Mm. The only way to the other side is through. So every moment that I spent crying or scared or feeling, questioning things or not knowing where I would go or what I would do and talking to people on the phone, every moment of that I knew was part of the through. Mm. And so, and I thought to myself during it, I was like, I just want to go to sleep and wake up in three months and have it all be over with. And I'm sure people can relate to that feeling. Like I just want to go to sleep or go to an island and just come, come pick me up in three months and it'll all be over with. But you know what? What's so beautiful about life is that once you get to the other side, you look back and that's why the stories, the sob stories are like, yeah, it was hard. And then when you're in it, you're like, it's not this hard though. It was, it's just that when you look back, it, you just, you, it wasn't as big of a deal and it wasn't, didn't go on as long as it really felt like in the moment. It's like being sick. You feel like you're sick for, for weeks and you're sick for two days, you know? So it, it always seems so much worse when you're in the middle of it and just know that the only way to the other side is through. And also then this is also my, 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 the, the thought in my mind or the, the, the whisper on my shoulder is that like, I don't want to have to come back and do it again. Like, I don't want to have to come back and have to learn this lesson Again, I don't want to have to go to England for three years and st- race and from the lowest levels and no, you know, I don't want to have to do all that again because I wouldn't want to go back and do it all now in this life. So I won't have right. to want to do it in another one. So I know it could take other form, but I don't want to have to do it again. I'm here to learn the lesson. I'm ready. I'm ready. Wow. That is such a good answer. I love that. I was just like so captivated by what you're saying. I forgot I was going to ask you next. I was doing that thing where, what did you say? To listen, to understand. Yeah. Listen to understand, not listen to answer. I think that's so huge. Yeah. Or listen to respond. Yeah. I mean, I just think that it's very cool what you're doing and what are you doing now? So, oh, it seems like such a small part that we can cut touch base on this for like 10 seconds. Um, I make wine. It's called Somnium. Yeah. Um, I have a podcast called Pretty Intense. And it's very very intense. (laughs) I just had an episode and this episode is going to come out before our episode. Probably. Yeah. Um, but that was one of the coolest experiences getting interviewed by you. I mean, it just, it was very, um, unique. I don't feel like there's any podcasts out there that are like that. It's really nice of you to say. Yeah. And I, it was like super intense. (laughs) 
So it's like a perfect like questions that no one has like ever asked me before. I verbally processed on your podcast. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful, amazing. So her podcast is yep, called. So pretty the intense. podcast is pretty intense. The wine um, is delicious. Thank you. Um, and um, I have a, another actually wine project that's going to launch in the spring. So be on the lookout for that. Yes. Um, and then um, I mean I do speaking engagements and yeah. I take lots of vacations. I'm so into that. I'm allowing myself. This is yeah, like my first this indication is very of slowing of down. Yeah. Is that I, 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 when people ask what I'm doing, I say that. And then I'm like, and I'm doing less. Because you know what? I've realized I just kind of want to do less. I think that's so important. I think that's so important. And I'm just, I'm grateful to see you and know you. And I'm excited for what you do. And if it's like lots of vacations, let's go on vacations. Like, Let's go. Yeah. I mean that. I'm so for that. And the the journey that we are on and that we are for whatever reason connected at this point. So thanks, Deborah. Thanks, Deb. (laughs) Thanks, Trev. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks, Emery. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm very excited. We'll see each other at a Red Rock for sure. Super fun. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this was such a cool episode and funny because I know for those listening, uh, Yana, uh, Yana and I sort of dove into the masculine feminine a week prior to hearing this. So obviously what is coming through is always medicine for me. And I'm so grateful that that happens. So thank you for being here. And until next time, keep growing. Thank you.